Hello, everyone. It's your friend Tristan Miller. I'm just here to inform you that I'm recording my first stand-up comedy album and special on May the 4th in New York City at Caveat at 4 p.m. You can go to the link in my bio on my social media platforms, or you can go to caveat.com, go to May the 4th, and buy tickets there. Highly recommend that you get them early as they are cheaper that way. Also, after the show, I'm going to go, Phantom Menace is playing in theaters. So I'm going to take a big group to go to the nearest AMC or whatever Cineplex and go see my favorite Star Wars movie. I'll say it. I'll say it with my full chest. My favorite Star Wars movie in theaters again. So hope to see you at both things. If you have to pick one, just pick my my show, please. Um, I do. Uh, uh, would, I would like to sell out the house if possible. Anyway, um, love you. I uh, hope to see you soon. Okay, bye bye. This podcast is brought to you by Substack. Go to Substack.tristanjmiller.com for early access to this podcast as well as film reviews from me, Tristan Miller. Now, our feature presentation. Hello, everybody. Welcome to Focus Testing, a podcast about movies where we make a movie. My name is Tristan Miller, and today I'm joined by the very funny comedian Otto Fernandez. Hi, Otto. Hi, Tristan. <laughs> How are you doing today, man? I'm good, man. Yeah. Today was a regular day for me uh, mm-hmm. at work. I drank a pomegranate kombucha. <laughs> Hell yeah. Um, Good, good. Um, so I start the same way every time, and that's to say, what's the f- movie that you remember seeing in the m- cinema first? Ooh, shit. That's mm-hmm. an interesting question. Okay. Uh, this is going to sound random as hell, because it is, but <laughs> as far back as going back to like, the first movie I remember seeing in a theater. Now, this isn't necessarily the right answer, I mm-hmm. think, but this is the first movie that came to mind. I remember being with my uncle and some of my cousins, and we had bought tickets to this movie, and that movie was trash, apparently. So we somehow left the theater that we were in and snuck in, I believe, to the Scorpion King starring The Rock. <laughs> Hell yeah. Again, this isn't the correct answer. I just remember being like, yo, you asked me that. And then my mind went right back to that because we didn't even stick around for the entirety of the Scorpion King, I think. I think we eventually went back to the other theater i definitely remember like us popping our heads in and seeing like the rock doing some scorpion king activities you know so it's not the correct answer but it's the first answer to come to mind that is more than correct i'd say then you know again it's the first one you can remember and sometimes that means remembering in that moment you yeah. know but that's very funny do you so you don't remember what the initial film was though that's gonna haunt me I don't honestly. I want to look up like movies from that year now. 
but I doubt. Because Scorpion King came out, I want to say 2002, 2003. So I was already like 10, 11 years old. So I already know I've seen movies in the theater before that point in my life. Mm-hmm. But I just can't seem to recall movie going exp- or theater going experiences that clearly before then. That's fair. Um, it did come out in 2002. You were right on the money with that. Way to go. Um, so also, you're a comedian, as I mentioned in the introduction, but you and I have a shared uh, history of going to the same school for acting, um, the New York Conservatory for Dramatic Arts. And what led you to that decision? What Were you like a kid and obsessed with movies or was it just like I, I like performing? It was uh, generally a I like performing thing for mm-hmm. sure. Um, what led me to actually making that decision was after going to a CUNY school, City Tech, for a couple of years and not really knowing what I wanted to pick as a major, my what turned out my what turned out to be my final semester there, I took a, a acting course just for the hell of it, you know, mm-hmm. to like pad my schedule, and I ended up really enjoying it. So based off of that one course in that one semester, I decided to just stop going to that uh, to City Tech. And then for like months afterwards, I was just like going to movies. You know, I was I had this uh, part time job and I had a little bit of money from that. And I would like, you know, just basically I was just fucking around going to movies and like, you know, I was like. At the time, streaming services aren't what they are now. So I was like, I'm pretty sure I was subscribed to like a Netflix or a Hulu. And then when I was at home, I was just, you know, watching whatever on those apps. Mm-hmm. And then I would go to a movie every now and then. And then, you know, I believe I was also working at a fried chicken restaurant. Oh, no, no, no. That came after. Eventually, I was like, well, I need to go back to school at some point. Mm-hmm. And the acting thing was more so like, oh, yeah, that was fun. Let's see if I can actually, like, do this for real. Mm-hmm. And so I went to the New York Conservatory for the Bad Arts and I uh, applied and I, you know, mm-hmm. I joined and I was a student there for like a, it was like an advanced program. So I was there for mm-hmm. like a couple of years, like from 2013 to 2014. We basically did like two years worth of like coursework over the course of like, nine months i want to say wow it was like a very like fast track kind of program ah interesting yeah they didn't have that when i went there but you also went the year after i graduated i want to say so we missed each other then by this much if you only so you left there in 2012 then yeah i want to say 2012 2013 um i should well my diploma's right here because lord knows i have nothing else to hang up um, I'm the class of 2013, so I would have graduated in 2013. So gotcha. was there any overlap? No. I don't recall meeting you then. Yeah, I know. But that's, isn't that, isn't that a fun bit of kismet? I always find joy in such things. Um, I don't know why I turned into Stephen Fry there for a second. I, I find joy in such things. Um, so I got a couple questions for you if you're, if you're willing to have a go. Um, the first question I have is what is movie what, what is what is movie man what is movie movie is just you know a movie no no you didn't say what is a movie you said what is movie that's true movie okay movie is on some 
yo, you have to see this. Movie is, once you see it, there's nothing else like it. Movie is, you want to tell your friends or your coworkers or your family or strangers at a bar, or you overhear someone talking about it, whatever movie it is, and then you just interject automatically because you're like, oh, you talking about this? Oh yeah, this shit was amazing. And then that's what movie is. It just catches your attention and just like holds on to you. I love that. I love that answer very, very much. Um, my next question is what movie makes you the horniest? It can't be pornography. Okay, now that just, you would think that would narrow it down. It doesn't. Uh, <laughs> what movie makes me the horniest? Yeah. Because there are movies specifically like about like horny shit, you know? Mm -hmm. Like any movie with James Spader is a horny movie by default. <laughs> yeah. But I'm not really Even that Age of Ultron. Very yeah. horny movie. Yeah. You basically got James Spader doing a fucking Robert Denny Jr. impression, kind of, in Age of Ultron. But anyway, <laughs> what was the question again? Wait, what, 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 was, movie what movie makes, you makes the me the horniest? Yeah, okay. yeah, yeah, yeah. Damn. Now, that's actually very, I guess, X, that a movie that came out, uh, X, yeah, it came out recently starring mm -hmm. uh, Mia Goth and Jenna Ortega mm -hmm. and I Kid Cudi making, and Brittany Snow making a porn in like a cabin on the like in a barn somewhere set in the 1970s it's also a horror film mm -hmm. and the sex scenes in that yeah i was bricked up in a the theater sure <laughs> sure so i guess as a recent example of a horny movie or a movie that made me the horniest quote unquote i would say x is on that list for sure okay i respect that i have heard good things about it I'm interested. I'm now even more intrigued to see what got you so bricked up in the cinema, uh, as you say. Uh, that's a very good answer. Um, now, here's a kind of geopolitical question for you. What country should replace the U.S. as top dog in terms for film making? Because we're already on the way out. We're, we're no longer going to be the top. I think in the next like 10 years, who do you think should replace us? I want to see Korea. Yeah. South Korea and hell North Korea too. If they like, can like, you know, can like sneak their way, you know, past sure. the North Koreanness of it all. But Korean films are, have always been dope. You know, the filmmakers, the actors, and they just don't get the credit or oh, they do get the credit, but as far as from American audiences, it's mm. one of those, you have to be in the know and really have to just be into cinema that isn't just American, by American filmmakers, by, you know, just starring like whatever American actor or whatever, you know, you gotta like really seek out Korean films to really be into and get into Korean films. So I don't know, I guess I'd give it to them. Yeah, that makes sense. They're, they already are lined up with quality. So now it's just about quantity, eh? Um, another question I have for you is what was your first crush that you had on a character in a movie? Okay. Just, yeah. First crush on a character in the movie. 
Now, if you had said TV, I would have had like a whole mm-hmm. thing of shit. But as far as crushes on movie characters, I don't know if I can answer this one honestly, mm-hmm. just because with movies, I don't really go into movie, or I don't really go out of movies necessarily mm-hmm. being like, oh man, this character. Because, like, you only got two hours, you know? Like, if yeah, I yeah. enjoyed the movie overall, then I'm like, okay, great. I feel like with crushes, I maybe that will develop in a TV show because you get more time with them. Mm-hmm. But I would say, hold up, hold up. Now that I'm saying, now that I'm, you know, talking and thinking about it, maybe, maybe Gwyneth Paltrow and Moyle Tenenbaums? <laughs> oh, maybe. Okay. Or... Olivia Williams, I think that's the actress name. Olivia Williams in Rushmore. Okay, so yeah, you like someone like subdued and like uncomfortable a little bit in a Wes Anderson style. Hmm. And I don't know why I said two Wes Anderson movies, but yeah, like. Mm-hmm. What about yeah. for, what about for TV? Now you've piqued my curiosity. What about TV? First crush. Oh man, okay. Definitely, and this is going to be embarrassing, but what was that Mary-Kate and Ashley Olsen show on like yeah, ABC Family, I think? No, ew, nigga, no, no, <laughs> ew, no. Listen, here's the thing. You could have been like a two-year-old or three-year-old going, I love looking at them. Could have been age-appropriate. Yeah, but... Also, can I tell you, I said that this is not my answer- think- not thinking about the age gap. I was like, oh, right, what's uh... That's what I'm saying, <laughs> yeah. like... And then I realized, oh, right, you, you had the correct response. I, I deeply apologize. I would have to give the wild disclaimer, like, hey, just so y'all know, I yeah. was just, yeah. <laughs> yeah, that'd be insane. But, um... Mary Kay and Ashley Olsen on that show, ABC Family Show, Step by Step. Oh, I, think step, by step. Was, I think that's what it was called. Mm-hmm. I think. Or maybe okay. I'm bugging. I, that might be, like, another show entirely. But, yeah, or uh, Brandy... I'm Alicia. Mm-hmm. Understandable. Both. Kim, Kim Parker on the Parkers. Like, there's like a whole lot of uh Raven, Chelsea, mm-hmm. that's a Raven. Like Yeah. I think you've you've hit on something that I find quite interesting as well, is because you need to sit with characters generally for more time and let them like be in your home before you really develop like quote-unquote feelings for somebody i feel like in a movie it's very easy to go this person is hot and i want to fuck them like very easy but to be like oh wow i love this person's soul (laughs) for two hours maybe not so much yeah um what movie do you think has the best soundtrack hmm i would have to look tap in further but mo money that damon wayans marlon wayans movie from like the 1992. Okay. There's this Ralph Tresvant song on there called uh, Can't Buy Me Love. Not, not Can't Buy Me Love. But that's like the chorus. Can't buy me love. Can't buy you happy. Basically, that song is amazing. So based off the strength of that song, sure, I would say that whole soundtrack. I would have to like go in mm-hmm. further. And then uh, Friday... Any of the three Friday movies, I'm sure mm-hmm. Soul Plane has a good soundtrack. Mm-hmm. <laughs> I'm not going to name a single white film that... for this question because 
you know. <laughs> As well, oh. you shouldn't. Space Jam has a great soundtrack. We know this. Yes, that that is well known and documented. Um, how many slaps in the face would you take to be in an A twenty four movie? Oh shit, I'll take at least twenty four, just to you know for <laughs> commitment to the bit. You know, <laughs> that's quite good. That's very very good. Um, the final question that I have for you, and then we'll make our little movie here. It's the same one I ask everybody. What makes Austin Powers so sexy? He's just him. You know, he's just himself. He's not really, it's like, he's really doing and saying those things, but there's still like a bashfulness to it, kind of. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. He's a little bit of a, yeah, I can understand what you're saying. All right. So for our prompt today, the word we have is tactic tactic so tactic there's a couple ways that this could go do you have any ideas right off the top of your head or do you want me to start going okay so there's a guy Mm -hmm. in a car and he has binoculars and he's looking he's uh he has the binoculars set on the playground Oh no. And before you think, oh, this is weird as shit, he's not looking at the kids. Oh no, no, no. He's looking at the mother of one of the kids who's at the playground. Mm-hmm. And he's looking at her through the binoculars, the mother. And he just puts the binoculars down, picks up a little notepad, he writes down some shit. And then he puts the binoculars back up. And then he just, you know, salivating at the lips, right? salivating at the lips just salivating because (laughs) he finally knows which playground this mother and the kid are at Hmm. right i don't know how long he's been searching but he's been searching long enough to where he finally feels like yes i finally found them and then he like is rummaging through the car and then he pulls down the mirror and then in the mirror is a picture of him with the mom and the kid. And yeah, he's the dad, basically. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. So I guess he's finally like, you know, I guess what where tactic comes in is he's going to figure out how to win them back. Mm. A winning tactic, perhaps? Perhaps, perhaps. So like a, like a more <laughs> desperate version of Mrs. Doubtfire. <laughs> where he's yes. like being a real creep. I like that a lot. Um, I feel like that's such a strong opening. You know, you, he, you see it, and then he shuts the thing. It cuts to black. Tactic comes up. And then the next chunk has got to be, we have to get to know this guy a little bit, right? Like, And then from there, we kind of can deduce what happened with him, him and his wife, I assume. Um, or a person he had a kid with. So I feel like the next part is we see him working at, I think he works at a laundromat. And we see him kind of going about his day and talking to his friend. And his friend is like, don't do this. You're being a weird pervert. Stop it. You're being a weirdo. I need you to stop. We can't be friends if you keep doing this. And he's like, it's fine. It's fine. I just wanted to make sure that they were okay. He's like, yeah, okay, man, whatever. Um, But then I feel as though 
he uh, a person walks in and it's one of the mom the other moms from the park and he recognizes her too and she's doing a <clears throat> pardon me like a drop off for your dry cleaning and she's going to have it delivered so he now knows her address and can therefore deduce from that where what part of the neighborhood um uh the the mom of his kid lives like somewhere there's some sort of connection there what do you think about that hmm i feel like my guy is going to pretend in front of his friend that he's just going to continue like it's just like a normal a normal interaction just occurred mm -hmm. but mm -hmm. then after maybe getting off of work he has the address either written down no he has it written down he has a phone but he like he like he likes writing things down mm -hmm. so he writes down the address he goes to the neighborhood he addresses in and he's just walking around. He's walking around. He goes by, he walks by a flower shop. He goes in and he asks for like a bouquet of flowers, right? Why? Just on the off chance that he runs into the mother of his child, right? And then the flower shop owner tells him the price and he goes, oh, shit it's too much money because my guy he's also broke he's like you know what i'm saying yeah. he's desperate yeah and he's also financially you know desperate so he's mm -hmm. not necessarily trying to you know buy a whole bouquet right now but he does buy a single rose he leaves the flower shop and then it sort of sets in like oh he's not in his car he doesn't have his binoculars he's out in the open right now so now he's just wandering the streets of this random ass neighborhood hoping to just catch a glimpse of this woman and like you know it kind of makes him freak out a little bit mm -hmm. so he starts like breathing heavily he really is like on the verge of a panic attack damn near maybe mm -hmm. but then he runs into not the mother of his child but the woman who dropped off the dry cleaning earlier. Mm -hmm. And then she goes, oh, you're the guy from the dry cleaning place. Holy shit, that's crazy. You know, she doesn't, she may not say holy shit, but you know, it's sort of <laughs> like the, she's, she's not put off by him. She's sort of like, oh, what a random, nice mm -hmm. interaction. How are you doing? And then the two end up at a coffee shop. And mm -hmm. then, you know, they have a, they sit down at a table and they get to know each other just like you know casual conversation she's more so like you know she's she's there's like a giddiness to her mm -hmm. right one because that's like her character she's like a giddy she's like she's like a real like gung-ho mom right sure, sure she loves being with her kids and shit but she doesn't know him mm -hmm. and he's kind of like Oh, it's been a while since a woman was like in a good, was like happy to be with me. <laughs> yeah, yeah, in a good mood, hear me? Yeah. yeah, even in like this casual, like, like kind of like stale coffee shop environment. So he starts, you know, going along with what, with her vibe. Mm -hmm. And I would say that's uh, your turn now. <laughs> okay, no worries. I like that a lot. I like how he then. I feel like it ends and he gets back to his place and he, I think she gives him 
her number or there's a like a moment as they're leaving like at the thing and she goes i'm gonna give you my number and then he goes oh wait he goes i already have it because of the order she goes oh great you know whatever actually no i take it back i think what happens is this. he goes home he realizes how sad he actually is because he just had this wonderful like normal interaction and that meant the world to him and so from there he is so it, it makes him really think and realize that like He's holding on to something, stalking his the mother of his child and his child, which is like complicated, but he goes, I gotta move on. I gotta move on. Like maybe his he calls up his friend, is like, This is I've been doing this insane thing, I gotta stop doing it. And his friend is like, Yeah, that's what I've been telling you, right? And they have a conversation and that's basically they're like this is you can't keep doing this it's weird that you're doing it there's probably going to be the law enforcement involved if you keep doing this and he goes okay 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 i'm going to stop it i learned that like this isn't the way for me to be happy but instead of going okay i learned my lesson i'm not going to stalk anyone anymore he starts stalking the woman that he just had coffee with because he doesn't know how to just process normal emotions. <laughs> and he's just like, well, I need, I love, I think I'm in love now, but I don't know how to approach a another human being. So he immediately falls back into his own ways, his old ways rather. But in a, for the first chunk of it, I feel like he's stalking her. He's like sending her gifts and this sort of thing. She thinks it's sweet because she's not married or whatever. She wouldn't mind that someone new in her life. It's not bad. However, she doesn't realize how, how far he's going to take it. Does that make sense? Like, it feels like a secret admirer sort of situation. And then I think something in the middle of, like, th this is how I see it. There's got to be something in the middle of the second act where she turns on him, right? And then he has to kind of win her back. And then the end of the third act, time has passed, and he bumps into her again. And she goes, well, actually, I'm, I'm seeing someone now. I'm seeing, I actually fell in love with my roommate. And he goes, oh, really? Uh, this is, you know, uncomfortable, but uh, what, are, what is he like? And she goes, oh, no, she's great. And it turns out to be the wife of his kid. Oh, my God. What do you think about that? <laughs> okay, we have to have that in, like, the third act for sure, because yeah. that's just too juicy uh, a mm -hmm. moment to just, like, drop in the middle of the second act mm -hmm. perhaps I think, yeah i think that's the or maybe twist but like the second act climax is like her going no i don't want you around anymore right mm. but how do we get to those beat points what do you think hmm. maybe our guy tips his hand too much mm -hmm. you know maybe he oversteps a boundary mm. without realizing it you know mm-hmm I feel like showing up to her place of work could be it. Or since she has a kid too. Ooh, what about this? I think this makes it a lot creepier. If since she has a kid too, he goes to the park to hang out with a kid when the kid is with a babysitter, right? And the babysitter is like, I don't know you. This is insane. Oh. <laughs> like you have to leave. That would be, oh, yeah, do that. That's. Yeah, I think that's great. And then, then she's like, you can't be near my son when I'm not there. That's weird of you to do unless we had talked about it. 
I can't keep doing this. I thought it was fine at first, but now it's terrible. Yes. And then there has to be like a little bit time in between where before we get to the, it turns out that she's dating the mother of this guy's child. What do you think should happen in that little liminal space? Well, her reaction to this is entirely normal and justified. <laughs> yes, correct. Our guy is a fucking weirdo, right? Mm-hmm. And, you know, we couldn't, we shouldn't really judge the characters, but yeah, like objectively on paper, that's a fucking, that's a weirdo move. <laughs> yeah. You the very least a weirdo. Yes. At and most so, criminal. <laughs> so how does this affect him? One, his wife has left his life. She's she mm-hmm. and their kid out of his out of the picture. And then he thinks he started something new with someone else. And he realizes like, oh shit, like maybe, maybe finally he realizes like, oh, there's a pattern of bullshit I've been doing. Mm-hmm. And how does he cope with that? Does he continue going the way he's going? Or does he take a step back and actually try to do something else? I feel like yeah, it's really is it a, is it an uplifting film or is it a tragedy? Like, um, does he get in his own way enough where his life gets ruined, or does he like go to therapy essentially? You know, um, hmm, that is the because part of me likes this idea that like he doesn't learn anything, but he, like that whole thing with the third act and he realizes oh my god i gotta like so in between like he goes okay i gotta change i gotta change and he does a bit he stops like being as weird and as aggressive his he maybe gets a promotion at his place of business because that's how you know capitalism reflects someone doing okay mentally yeah and then he bumps into the woman you know and it turns out that his ex-wife and she are dating now and um and that's the thing that makes him go immediately back into his old ways because he doesn't know how to handle it but he starts stalking someone and gets into a car accident and dies. <laughs> what a, is that too much? Hmm. Is that too far? Because that's a little full on, right? Going back to the therapy idea, it would be mm-hmm. kind of funny if we just cut to him talking to someone and then the therapist is like, uh-huh, okay. Uh-huh, mm-hmm. like nodding along, listening. And then our guy is like, oh, Thank you for hearing me out. I'm sorry. I know I came in like super last minute. Mm-hmm. And then the camera pans over to a security guard being like, <laughs> okay, you got to go. <laughs> I like that a lot. You got to go. Yeah. And then it cuts back to the therapist and it's the couple, you know, his ex-wife and the, and they're in actually in therapy. And he's just like, yeah. Um, <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Absolutely. I like that a lot of like, <laughs> Like getting ex, or did you mean like he's in the therapist's office, but a security comes and escorts him out? Yeah, he's like, oh, okay, I like that. Just uh, that's, yeah. that's also I like the couple just also being there because they're in couples therapy, but also yeah. just like the guy having a therapist who cut him loose for whatever reason or reasons, mm-hmm. and then but the therapist still has that knowledge of our guy. So he's like, oh, no, 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 he's going to throw your ass out. But here's this little <laughs> nugget real quick. And then yeah. get the fuck out. I like that. Yeah, yeah. Okay. So we have him going to therapy in between, and that happens. And then and then he finds out about the couple. And then does he just accept that life sometimes is bad at the end? 
because it's like, hmm, do we eventually have to have a scene between him and and um, his kid? Mm, I like that idea. Like maybe, he, like he realizes, like yeah, this is bad, but maybe I can use it to my advantage, where I can be like, hey, listen. As I just want to see my kid one last time, say what I gotta say, and then dip. Mm-hmm. And maybe the movie can sort of end with sort of like, oh no, no, like he's a bad person, mm-hmm. but at least the one person is in his entire world who's young enough to not know how much of a fuck up and a piece of shit weirdo he is yeah at least they can have something nice mm-hmm. about him unlike everyone else who he's just ruined shit with i think i like that it's very bittersweet he's like i love you son i'm never gonna see you again but know that and uh, you know i'll be here I'll, I'll be around if you need me basically and then he just like never sees them again i like that well, I, a lot or he gives the kid like a gift that means mm. something to him. Like he maybe gives the kid like his notepad that exactly. he writes that's all this shit in. Yeah. Oh, that's so good. That's great. Ugh. And then I think we maybe fade out and then we fade back in and it's years later and it's this an adult that we haven't seen with the notepad looking at an address that he's written down and it pans up to an apartment and then it goes you know it's like five years later or whatever you know you know it's the kid having tracked down his dad to talk to him mm. and then that that and then it goes to credits what do you think about that i think we just made something very interesting here <laughs> i think so too. it sounds pretty good eh? not yeah. bad who do you think uh should play our our three main roles of and the main roles obviously being uh our guy Mm-hmm. Uh, the mother of his child mm-hmm. and the new woman he meets yep and then if you w- have an idea for his friend at the laundromat that'd be fine too now this I- is really interesting because when we started off you mm-hmm. said tactic and mm-hmm. my mind immediately went to mike Ermentrout from breaking bad and better call saul sure i cannot tell you i don't know who that is but i will say yes based off of those two credits yeah sounds great what but- is his name again the actor's name is Jonathan Banks. But oh, as Jonathan. we went on, I imagine like, yeah, he can't just be Jonathan Banks, but he's definitely going to have to be someone I envision in like mm. their 30s or 40s. Who is know? that kind of like... Who has that sort of like, sort of like, oh, this person is repulsive. But if we <laughs> cast an actor who's good enough, then it's sort of like, mm-hmm. we still want to watch him. Mm-hmm. Sort of like a, maybe, have you seen The King of Comedy? Yeah, 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 exactly. Yeah. Robert De Niro as yep. Rupert Pupkin. Mm-hmm. Maybe not someone who's that far mm-hmm. into delusion, but someone whose delusionalness is like right underneath the surface. So it's like a subtlety to it, maybe. Yeah, I, I was thinking of that as well when we were putting this together. I think um, the two names that come to mind for me are Joel Edgerton um, and then Jake Gyllenhaal. Oh, shit. Cause, I think yeah. I fuck with Jake Gyllenhaal. Yeah. Yes. He's, he's been creepy and weird before, but he's also like handsome enough and charming enough that people go, I can see why you would put up with this kind of guy. But he's a fucking weirdo. Um, 
Who do you think would be good? I've cast one part. Who do you think would be good for his uh, ex-wife? Hmm. Yo. Give me Regina Hall, son. Yes. Give me Regina fucking Hall. She's been getting like, I loved her and support the girls. I loved her. Oh, wait, 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 hold up. Mm -hmm. Hold up. Maybe not the ex-wife. Maybe the new woman mm-hmm. he meets. Maybe her. Regina Hall would be good as just like the yeah, like the giddy, like loves mm-hmm. her life, loves her kid, loves the like her situation mm-hmm. type person. I feel like and I feel like her and Jake Gyllenhaal could have good chemistry. You know? I think so too. Yeah. Now hear me out on this next one. Then for the ex-wife, Regina King. Oh shit. <laughs> Two son. Reginas in the same film. Yo, son. But my thing is, oh man, is it funny or fucked up that like he has a the type. two main love interests are both black women who are like, oh, this fucking guy again, eventually. <laughs> like, I mean, then it's like going to be read as like some sort of metaphor for sure. Um, but And it's like, I don't want to do that to yeah, okay, Regina no King. <laughs> I'm fine with Regina Hall being, you know, okay. in the mix, of course, but. Um, then what about uh, how about we get um, who's someone who's like age you know someone like how about someone like Scarlett Johansson you know who's just like yeah we get why you would want to be with her and that sort of thing and like but, Scarlett Johansson as the ex-wife yeah what do you think of that or is that too do I not care enough about <laughs> um, it seems like a very I wouldn't say obvious casting, but mm. it's like, oh, it's a casting, you know? Yeah, yeah. You'd be and like, also, oh, yeah, I, that makes sense. And I also don't want it to be like a where her casting in it as like the ex-wife. I feel like she already did that kind of role in Marriage mm. Story. Fair. Even though that's even though the plot of Marriage Story isn't the same as, as our plot, but it is sort of like, oh, like I feel like she's sort of done this kind of role mm-hmm. already. And I want to see somebody else be the person. And it also, based on how we've been talking about it, mm-hmm. the ex-wife isn't really, she figures in the plot, yeah, but not as much as maybe Regina Hall's character. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Now, hear me out on this. Maybe the age doesn't make any sense. What about, what about Brenda Wong from, is it Sweet Life and Zach and Cody? Oh, and Brenda's song. Yeah, Brenda's song. I'm sorry. Brenda's song from uh, like Social Network and Sweet Life. What do you think about oh. that? So it's like, like not a, a person you would necessarily immediately think of for this kind of thing. I like it. Yeah, I fuck with this. It, doesn't it feel like right for some reason? And I, I fuck with that. I feel like the guy that works at. <laughs> the laundromat with him in my mind it's either like adam driver or louise guzman like those are the someone who has a lot of energy and is like Yo, comic relief louise guzman in that role would be so fucking hilarious yeah because if louise guzman tells you you fucking up it's like <laughs> our guy still fucks up but it's like it's way believable coming from louise guzman i think so as well Ugh. I think we got a great cast here. Who do you want to direct the picture, do you think? Who do you think would be good for this? Because this is definitely... 
I mean, there's some humor to this, but it's definitely mm-hmm. like I would say maybe a dark comedy at best. I, I think that so. would probably be like the safe bet as a, the label on this. Because mm-hmm. have you seen uh, the movie Modern Romance? I haven't. No, it's the Albert Brooks movie, and I'm so <laughs> mad at myself for forgetting the name of the leading actress in the movie. But the movie is basically Albert Brooks just stalking this poor woman into being with him it doesn't Harold yes and it isn't as complicated or as complex as what we've got cooking here Mm -hmm. but if you see it it's literally just a guy who refuses to take no for an answer and this is like and it just it really does and it's literally there are no other characters that figure into the plot it's just him stalking her the whole time and just constantly just getting back or trying to just get her to be with him the whole time and it's super disturbing actually so i would say that's more overtly dark comedy Mm -hmm. i feel like with our film that we're developing right now Mm -hmm. there's definitely some more uh there's like it's definitely like some dramatic elements as well for sure yeah because i don't see this playing as like a madcap like oh like i I see like yeah yeah with the opening of the movie with just him in the car and like with the binoculars and like he's like training on like his like ex-wife and like the kid and it's like you know I don't see that going quickly in my mind you know Mm -hmm. I agree I feel like with like you know there's like some parts in here that like need to go slow especially with the parts where it's just him on his stalker shit you know Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. I think so too I think like getting someone who's like really good at tension and building that would be good I mean or maybe someone who's like, I would, maybe Paul Thomas Anderson, dude. Can I tell you that does work? Cause it's like this weirdo. He loves a movie about a weirdo, doesn't he? Yes. <laughs> yes. Paul Thomas Anderson bravely asks, what if a guy was weird? <laughs> like, I swear to God, dude, like the first, like maybe 30 minutes of there will be blood is just Daniel Day Lewis in the fucking oil wells, like just working. Like there's nothing else happening. It's just him no. in the oil wells. Like everybody's just covered in like, black like like oil basically mm-hmm. and it's just like oh and then he finds a kid and then it's like oh, all right cool like i guess <laughs> now the plot can kick in yeah similar with like punch truck glove that first like 20 minutes is like wow what is going on here why does this guy have that many yogurts or whatever it is oh, so i love that i think that's great i think we have a real winner on our hands do you want to do a quick lightning round oh yes yeah, I think this movie is, I cannot stress enough, Otto. I think that we got a really good picture here. I'm excited about it. All right, so the first word for the lightning round is center. So I have an idea, um, and then I can, I can go first, and then you can see how it kind of operates. You're going to be also creating a movie based off of the word center. So um, for me, center is about a meditation retreat that people go to and then uh, a murder mystery occurs someone dies at the meditation retreat and eventually figure out it's actually a conspiracy based off of the people that go that own the place and it's actually like somehow linked to escalating nuclear armament and that's my picture center okay Mm-hmm. And now I go based yep. on the word center? That is correct. Okay. Uh, a community center. Mm-hmm. A place like uh, 
maybe somewhere in a low income neighborhood, maybe, you know what mm -hmm. I mean? Run by someone from the neighborhood and the center is being threatened to be shut down by the landlord or landlords who own the building, own the block. And then realizing like, oh, this center is all I got. This center is all that these kids and whoever else comes through here got. They decide, you know what? Enough is enough. And the guy who like runs the center, he meets with the landlord. Landlord, I'll, I'll make it like one owner, you mm -hmm. know, just to emphasize how fucked up the situation is that this one person can own pretty much everyone's fate. Began mm -hmm. to a little, uh, things get heated. The main guy, the guy who runs the center, attacks the landlord, accidentally kills them. And then from then on, it's just sort of like, oh, how do I cover this up? Yeah. It's not he covers it up and then it's like, oh, I hope it'll get found out. It's like, oh, no, no, no. How do I cover this up yeah. right now? And somehow he gets people involved from the center mm -hmm. and the rest of the movie is just like, okay, here's what we do. Or no, here's what we don't do. We got to do this. We got to do that. And then, you know, and doing it quickly before, you know, authorities get involved. Oh, that's so good. I love I love those kinds of movies where something goes wrong and then you just spend the whole movie trying to fix it. Oh, I love that kind of picture. Next word is theft. So my picture based off of theft is about a guy who makes fake IDs. But in order to do that, he has to steal the ideas from other people because he's not very bright, this guy. He doesn't figure out that you can just like counterfeit documents. So he goes around stealing people's IDs and then switching the pictures, basically. And then he gets caught by the FBI. But rather than the FBI being like, you're going to prison now, they go, hey, you're really good at this. We've never seen anyone as good at this, this than you. We need you to help us pull a job. And then he goes and he has to infiltrate a company in China to gather intelligence from for the U.S. government, rather. And that's that's what theft is about. Hmm. Interesting. Mm -hmm. Okay. Theft. Uh, a guy gets robbed by another guy, and you know after some time passes and he gets past his, you know, agoraphobia a little bit, he realizes like, oh man, like, it's not that he's afraid of being robbed again. It turns out like he's just angry. He's mm -hmm. angry that he got like, he let himself, you know, fall victim to this situation, to this person. And so he resolves to finding the guy and robbing him back. <laughs> Not necessarily getting the shit that was taken from him. He's just like, no, no, no. I have to rob you to even the scales. That's literally it. Oh. It's like a revenge thriller, but he's not trying to like, oh, you killed my family. Like, no, no, you robbed me. And now I'm going to have to rob you back. That's just what I'm going to have to do to make this okay. That's very good. I love that. Ugh. I just did also realize that theft is also the foot, like the FT. And part of me is like, oh, what if someone stole a guy's leg? And that was what Ooh. it was about. All right. So the next one is, well, file. File. 
is about oh, it's about a chain gang in the early 1900s that tries to escape and they all you know it's a bunch of people who are looking out only for themselves and of course them about you know five of them get away but they're all still linked together so they have to learn to cooperate and respect each other nice little picture you know there's constantly the the authorities are constantly chasing them and they're constantly getting into trouble getting out of trouble and then you know at the end i think um one of them betrays them the rest of the group by like saying well the cops said i'll get immunity if i do that and then the cops show up and they immediately shoot that guy and then so for the rest of that's like the third act twist and for the rest of the movie for a good chunk of the movie they have this dead body still attached to their chain that they have to like take turns holding it's a bit grim but it's also funny of like you know trying to run through the woods and they all have to like take a, a turn with carl or whatever and then eventually they get free and then they go and um become part of the the gold rush out in california i know i said early 1900s i meant the 1800s anyway. yeah. <laughs> okay file okay two fbi agents yes one is like by the book mm-hmm. skeptical type the other is like a believer believes in aliens dude is named fox Mulder. <laughs> the skeptic is named dana scully they investigate paranormal sci-fi alien type shit oh, this is such and a then idea. they call it the x-files <laughs> I've never and there's also that. a dude who smokes hella cigarettes and then uh exhibit might pop up years later hell yeah i this sounds i think i'm, I'm a really good creator that's a very yeah. original idea that's never been done before i agree i've never heard of anything like it before you're really yeah. just a staggering mind and i think you know what i think people will like it Otto. played by michael b jordan and michael b jordan and you know what jillian anderson i've always liked her yeah put her in <laughs> in the scully role why yeah. not live a little all right well, this has been heaps of fun. Um, do you have anything that you want people who listen to this podcast to know that you're up to? I mean, to find out anything I'm up to, just follow me on Twitter at Otto Fernandez and on Instagram at Otto underscore Fernandez. And with the Instagram, you have to spell out the word underscore. Perfect. Well, thank you very much. I appreciate your time. This was, again, lots of fun. And I will speak to you soon, I'm sure. All right. See you, Tristan. Bye. Thank you.